Hello and welcome back to On The Agenda podcast. I'm your host, Ella Guerin, and for those of you new here, On The Agenda is a podcast that discusses gender, trans identities, and transgender health. We try to demystify the topics around gender so that we can all understand gender, identity, and ourselves better. If you're a fan of the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe. Those of you who are coming back, welcome back. Great to hear you back again. Um, I'm really sorry, I've had a little bit of time off for about a month, but January was hella busy. So we're coming back. February is LGBT History Month. So I thought for this episode, being the first one I've done in February, we're going to talk about key people in LGBT history, particularly trans history. So I'm going to start with a woman called Christine Jorgensen and I'm gonna be discussing her role in the trans community. I will hopefully be posting some more trans history lessons very soon, not just in February, but hopefully over the rest of the year. So that'd be really interesting, because a lot of this stuff, a lot of LGBT history, we don't get taught in school. And that's a shame, because I've only learned about some really amazing people outside of school, which is not cool. And so if you have any suggestions for people you want me to look into or you'd like to learn more about or you think other people would really benefit from learning more about, please tweet suggestions to me at GenderMHNurse. That's Gender M for Mental, H for Health, Nurse. Because I am a mental health nurse. And I would love to hear from you. That'd be really great. So let's get into the podcast. Christine Jorgensen was born in New York in 1926 and was called George. After graduating high school in 1945, she was drafted into the US Army for World War II before furthering her education in photography. And then after returning home from the war, Christine began increasingly concerned with her maleness and her masculinity. She'd heard sort of through the grapevine that sex reassignment surgery was a possible thing. She'd heard about it and she thought, do you know what, this sounds interesting, I'm gonna research this. And she then started seeking out estrogen. Um, And if you wanna know more about estrogen, that was our last episode. We talked about what it is, how it works. So check that episode. Anyway, Christine sought out estrogen while she was researching her options regarding surgery so that she could change her genitals. She travelled to Northern Europe, which at the time was the only place where doctors were performing such surgeries. She spent some time in Sweden seeking medical support before visiting family and a doctor in Denmark, where she then began this hormone replacement therapy with oestrogen. In 1952, doctors in Copenhagen in Denmark performed a penectomy, which means they removed her penis. In a letter to her friend, she wrote, As you can see by the enclosed photos taken just before the operation, I have changed a great deal. But it is other changes that are so much more important. I'm in marvellous spirits. I think that's just such a lovely thing that she's put in that letter to say, Hi friend, as you can see, I've changed physically quite a lot. But you know what? The main thing that's changed is actually my mentality. I feel amazing. I'm in marvellous spirits, is her words, and it just shows how 
important that physical change was to relieve her dysphoria and you so often see it in anecdotal evidence of trans people today the relief of that dysphoria yes it's physical change but the relief makes such an important mental change so then on her return to the US later that year, Christine underwent vaginoplasty when this became available. So initially she'd had a penectomy, just removal of the penis and everything was left, but then a vagina was created. Um, vaginoplasty is a surgery that involves creating a neo-vagina and vulva. In the December after returning to the US, Christine shot to fame by reaching the front page of the New York Daily News which is pretty crazy. She had the headline, XGI becomes blonde beauty, operation transforms Bronx youth. And the article claimed that she'd been the first recipient of what they called sex change. Though genital reassignment surgery had previously been performed, Christine was the first to have also taken estrogen hormones and was one of the first ever publicly known about trans people. People were absolutely amazed. She became incredibly well known for having been one of the first people ever to go through genital reassignment surgery and to transition into being a woman. She used this publicity in a brilliant way by advocating for transgender people by openly discussing her life as a transgender woman. She raised a lot of awareness and she allowed people to learn about themselves. Because I imagine at that time, as with now sometimes, people don't always know who they are until they know the words that they can use to describe themselves. And so she was giving people that opportunity to know this is a possibility for you. And if you are feeling like I am, here you go. Here is your relief for those marvelous spirits. And so she ended up featuring as a guest on all sorts of radio and TV shows to talk about her life and she ended up becoming quite a famous celebrity, which is really interesting. Unfortunately, Christine faced a lot of difficulties when it came to relationships. She was engaged to a man called Howard Knox, but they were unable to marry as her birth certificate is listed as male. And to be honest, this is not unlike problems around marriage that many trans people face today that prevent them being correctly pronounced as husband and wife to correlate with their gender identity and not the gender assigned at birth. Unfortunately, even though this happened 50 odd years ago, probably even more, even today, I know there's many trans people who struggle to be married under the name of husband or wife that they feel most close to, or people who don't feel comfortable with either of those to be husband and spouse, wife and spouse, whatever it is. And so, there is still a long way to go. Even though transgender rights have come a long way, we can see there's still some long running issues that have been around for many years. In 1967, this, her parents passed away and Christine moved to California, publishing an autobiography. She then spent much of the 70s and 80s touring American universities to speak about her experiences as a trans woman. She worked as an actress and a singer in nightclubs as well, continuing her fame. Christine Jorgensen died in 1989 at the age of 62 of bladder and lung cancer. So this woman has had an incredible life. She fought in World War II as a GI. 
She then transitioned, shot to fame, being one of the first ever people to transition. She used that platform to be an advocate and to be a supporter of trans rights, which is incredible. And then she went on to write an autobiography. She spoke at universities. She worked as an actress and a singer. So why am I telling you about Christine Jorgensen? Well, she was the first widely known trans celebrity, which is huge. And in fact, her transition was the most, most written about topic in the news of 1953. I know we say the modern newspapers have a bit of, of an obsession with trans people, and that might be right, especially as it's not quite as completely new and novel as people would have found gender diversity in 1953. But that's what happened. Christine was the most written about person in the news during 1953. Meanwhile, that was the same year that the Queen of England was coronated. So, you know, things were big, but um, she used this level of fame to the advantage of the trans community by educating others on the lives of trans people. The media fascination of trans people continues today, but unfortunately coverage has changed from XGI becomes blonde beauty and really positive story headlines to things along the lines of trans people will rape you, they have an agenda to make your child trans and force hormones on your young impressionable children and really awful things. Obviously none of those are true but it didn't take me long to think of ways in which the current media is so often slandering the trans community making us out to be a terrible a group of terrible people who are faking it because you know it's it's all just a phase I found it incredibly interesting to research and learn about Christine Jorgensen's life and to think about the difference in the quality of the first vaginoplasty surgery 65 years ago compared with modern methods which I've personally been able to watch the surgery take place and so I can imagine it's totally different um, surgical procedure I have no idea if the outcome would be different but I imagine now it's a lot tidier it's a lot more professionally done it's more practiced and so it's interesting to think about how the surgery will have developed in the last 65 years but that might just be me as a nurse and then to all of you who believe that being transgender is a totally new concept Christine among so many others who sought Christine's advice on transitioning themselves once she rose to fame this is back in the like 1940s and 50s and even people before her are a clear proof that this is not the case. I will be looking deeper into the lives of other figures of trans history in future episodes of On The Agenda, so that will be happening next week at least. I would love any suggestions that you have from any time in history, including the present. The present is still a time in history, so any cool public figures of the LGBT, particularly the trans community, I'd love you to tweet me about them and I will try and put an episode together. I'm currently preparing an episode on Martha P. Johnson, known for her LGBT rights activism, and Virginia Prince, the founder of Transvestia magazine. But like I said, I'd love any good ideas coming from you, so you can tweet those to me at GenderMHNurse, along with your thoughts on the episode as well. You can totally send me comments on whether you think this is a good episode, bad episode, any feedback, I'd love to hear it. And 
If you are yet to subscribe, don't forget to do so through your podcast app. We are also on Spotify, SoundCloud and Anchor, so you can follow me on any of those. That would be great. Have a wonderful week and I hope you tune in to the next episode of On The Agenda. So I'll speak to you then.